Getting the smile and confidence you've been dreaming about all from the comfort of your home isn't a total mystery with Bite Clear Aligners. Just don't be surprised if all your friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Bite Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Titanic was the biggest ship on the ocean, but that didn't mean it was unsinkable. Okay. I want you each to use ombudsman in a sentence next week. I got one for you. My name is Kevin, the official ombudsman of the Desperate Flight Podcast. You like apples? Welcome back to the Just Press Play podcast. It's been a while, but we are finally all back together. Me, Pops, and LJ. And guys, before we get into, I mean, huge, there's stuff going on. Cardi B has filed for a divorce. I mean, whoa, the royal, royal family's not happy about Meghan and Prince Harry's now. What? I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Football <laughs> is mean, back, <laughs> baby. What <laughs> are you talking about? <laughs> Foot- I don't know. The Migos are pretty important. I'm just saying. <laughs> wow. Football's back. There's NBA basketball playoffs going on. Hockey, shout out to the Dallas Stars. I was even watching some playoff Dallas hockey. Stars. Shout out to Dr. Payne. I know he was watching the Stars clinch a spot in the final, in the Stanley Cup final. So there's, I'm, this weekend for me was like, it's like, I'm, I was trying to think of it. I, you know, the old metaphor, like kid in a candy store with yeah. all the sports. It was more like, you know, I've been trying to eat really healthy, right? Or like, this is my situation. I'm, so say you're trying to eat really healthy and you've been doing really good, but then all of a sudden you're like, I'm going to have a cheat day. But you decide that cheat day is Super Bowl Sunday at a big party where everyone's bringing all the great snacks. <laughs> and I just gouged all weekend. I was watching U.S. Open <laughs> tennis. I was watching NBA playoffs. I was watching college football, NFL football. I don't know if I left my couch for more than like 10 total minutes for like a 48-hour period. I, that's probably unhealthy, but I just I did it. It was great. <laughs> Wow, I don't uh, think I watched that much football, but I did watch a fair <laughs> amount of football and got a good nap from about halftime of the first game till about oh. the second quarter of the second game. Whew, there might fun. have been, a, there might have been, if the over unders at one and a half hit the over on naps because I hit some naps. <laughs> um, but before we get into things, uh, we got to talk about the wait is finally over. Football is back, and you might not be at the game this year. But you can still be in on all the action at Bet Online. Bet Online is going the extra mile to make sure you can get in on everything imaginable this season, from game spreads and totals to team, player, and coaching props. Bet Online gives you more options to wager than any other place online. You can get in on their season opening bonuses today and start off start off wagering on win. Division and championship features now. Head to betonline.ag today and take advantage of the great sign up bonuses. Bet online, your online sports book experts. All right. So let's get into. Um, I, I say we just start with. I, we're we're going to have some overreactions because look, look at us. We're going we're gonna to overact to something. Right. And we'll yeah. get into. Th- That's all I do. <laughs> yeah, right. We'll get into that. We may even have, uh, you know, a little. Um, Pick for you guys to head over to Bet Online and make a make a wager. We might have a lock for the week, which if you know how it works, just take the opposite. But we'll get to that also. But let's get especially it. if we agree. Yeah, yeah. If we all say the same thing, put put your mortgage down. It, it's the opposite happening. Pink slips, baby. <laughs> let's go through a few of the headlines, and I guess we'll start off with what was the game of the week. Uh, is there? Trouble in Tampa Bay, guys. Pops, what the the Patriots or the the Patriots? Look, I'm already slipping. The Buccaneers lose to the Saints, thirty four to twenty three. Uh, Tom has a eh, day. Uh, Pops, after the game, what what's your, a rushing touchdown? Yeah, a rushing touchdown. True, not as many as his uh, replacement over in New England, but 
<laughs> Pops, what was your thoughts about the game? The, well, the Tampa number Bay one, I think Tom Brady, he does happen to be my fantasy quarterback. He did pretty decent in that regard with a rushing touchdown. Does that correlate? That doesn't always correlate to wins. On, no, on no, it doesn't. But no. Okay, so it, what do I think about Tampa Bay? I think, I think one, <laughs> you know, you're on a new team with a new coach, with new personnel, and COVID means you didn't really get to have preseason games. You didn't have to get to much contact practices. I, I think, think his first official practice was like a little over a month ago. You know, I think, you know, other than him showing up at, didn't he show up at Leftwich's house or something crappy like that? <laughs> yeah, I can't there, there's, there's a lot. There, I, I guarantee if, if anybody. The Patriot if, way. Yeah, if anybody, if, if, Vic, <laughs> if Bill Belichick taught Tom anything, it's to, you know, the rules are there to be broken. So well, I'm sure they had a little more than yeah. a month of practice. But yes. What tickled me is Tom Tom sounded a lot like Bill Belichick to me. He had a comment where they were discussing, I guess, did you know that every time he's lost a season opener, he's also gone to the Super Bowl that year? Ooh, dropping facts. How okay. About that? How about a yeah. little did you know? But so when they asked Tom about that, he goes, <laughs> that's the furthest thing from my mind because that game is not next week. Who does that sound like? That sounds that's, like Belichick. Yeah. That sounds like someone I've heard of. That's the old chicken himself. And, and yeah. also, so here's here's some interesting facts from the game. Do you know that Tampa Bay had more first downs, 23 to 18, more rushing yards, 86 to 82, not a lot more, and more passing yards than New Orleans <laughs> at 239 to 198. But here's the key stat. And and slightly here's, less here's wins. Here's the key yeah. stat. They also had more turnovers, three to zero. <laughs> So turnovers are the story of the yeah. game. I think no reason to to be all concerned. They'll, things are going to be fine in Tampa Bay. I do <laughs> want to point out, so Tom's stat line was 23 of 36, so 63% completion percentage, 239 yards, two touchdowns, two picks. One of those was a pick six. Yep. And his QBR was 34.6. To put that in perspective, it, uh, that QBR is the fifth worst after week one, only above Baker Mayfield, Tyra Taylor, Joe Burrow, Sam Darnold, and Carson Wentz, and only one spot below Jimmy G. I just know Bill Belichick's sick, sitting back <laughs> sipping his tea right now. But I think you're right, Pops. Let's not – we're going to overreact. Trust me. Yeah, we got it coming. Let's not overreact to this one, though, because – the game was not that far out of reach. The Saints are really good. Maybe the best team in football. Maybe. The defense is really good. And there was just there was a miscommunication with Mike Evans on one of those picks where we already talked about the lack of practice. And then Mike Evans didn't practice all week because they thought he was going to be out with the hamstring. And then Fournette, he's still really new. Uh, they had a ton of errors, nine penalties for 100 yards, including one where they jumped off sides on fourth and two. That gave the Saints a first down. It was that ridiculous? Then, Good God! You, you know, know that's, that's coming. You know, you Breeze know. and Peyton—they're just trying to get you to jump. Yeah, you know that's coming. But I do think in an empty stadium that that voice inflection has more effect. I really well, different. let's hope. Let's it's let's if we can blame it on something, let's hope so for the Cowboys' sake because they jumped over and over again. <laughs> but uh, and then you had another penalty where they grabbed the face mask on Emmanuel Sanders going in, but they still let him go in for a touchdown. So then that penalty was assessed on the kickoff. So then the Saints just kicked a pop-up kick, which the Bucks mishandled and fumbled, and the Saints got on it effectively into the game. A lot of things that probably don't happen over in uh, New England for Tom Brady. But I just think this game, it's its one game. It's going to happen. They're probably going to lose four or five. If you Even if you picked them to win the Super Bowl, you didn't expect them to go 16-0. If you did, you probably were a little out of, out of line there. Uh, LJ, what did you think about? I mean, you kind of falling in line, or are you thinking there might yeah, be yeah, some I'm, real trouble? As much as I want to just say uh, Tom Brady's overrated and he's done, uh, and I really, really want to, <laughs> I can't. Um, because I think the thing to keep in mind is for him as a quarterback is that he has he came in one time to a Drew Bledsoe playbook, and then for the next what twelve years he played a Tom Brady yeah. playbook for the rest of his. 12 years at the the Patriots or whatever number of years it was. And then now he's learning a new playbook for the first time. And they also didn't get any full speed practice against another team because there was no off season games. So it's going to take a second, but it's, it's a, it's, this is not my overreaction. Uh, it's not time to start worrying about Tampa Bay at all. I, for sure. I do want to, Tom isn't used to a ton of praise given he just left Bill Belichick, but, uh, 
Bruce Arians is uh, singling Brady out on a lot of stuff already, just after one week. After the game, Arians put both interceptions on Brady, saying Evans made the right read and Brady wow. screwed up, and then said that Brady made a bad decision on the second throw, throwing it behind the wide receiver, leading to a pick six when it should have been a screenplay. Then, on Monday, Arians walked back a little bit, saying Evans may have screwed up his read, but still said that on the pick six, when you're throwing an out route, you don't throw it low and inside. Then later added, he looked like Tom Brady in practice all, all week. So it's kind of unusual to see that in the ball game because they didn't do they didn't do any things we didn't prepare for. Everything they did, we prepared for. So he kind of – yeah, which wow. Tom Brady yeah. – Tom wow. Brady went to Twitter afterwards like, I'm not, a, I'm not upset. Like, he said something like, I'm used to being called out or something. I think Belichick didn't always do it in a press conference because he just went on to Cincinnati. But – I bet behind closed doors, he let Tom Brady know when he screwed up. So, Well, and so did everybody else in the world. Every time Tom Brady made a single mistake, every person that looked and sounds like me on the internet uh, would call him out. So, You know, all that um, may be good and true, but I don't want my coach calling me out in the public. I want him to come chew my ass out at my locker well, or whatever. So, but, I, so At first, I read it the same way. I thought, if I'm Tom Brady, I'm kind of like, hey. You son of a gun. Like, let's let's talk about it. You're right. But let's not go talk about it public. But <laughs> my grandma don't need to know. I that. think this is almost like they did talk about it and they did decide, like, this is how we're going to do it. Because this is Bruce Arians, to me, showing that I don't care who the hell you are. Everyone's going to be held accountable. Now, I would rather him not do this over, regardless if it's Tom Brady or not. I just would rather you go, we made mistakes, we'll move on and say something. Like, I'd rather the coach blame it on himself, but then behind closed doors show Whoever it is, Mike Evans, Chris Godwin, O.J. Howard, whatever, who screwed up. But I think this is just week one, kind of setting the tone. We lost, but we're going to show you everyone's held accountable, whether you're the D-tackle that jumped off sides on fourth and two or you're Tom Brady. But I, my guard is up. I'm not ready to say that maybe Tampa's not great or they're missing playoffs or whatever, but my guard's up because there were some inaccurate passes. He yep. threw a pick six for the third straight game, going dating back to last year. I he is, which hadn't even happened to Jameis Winston ever. <laughs> oh, there wow. we go. There's a stat. <laughs> it's just, it's interesting because he is 43. I don't know if age catches up to him this year, but we saw it with Peyton Manning. Age eventually does catch up to everyone, so we'll see if it. And happens. it doesn't, it doesn't gently, gradually apply itself to you. It hits like yeah. a truck. So yeah. I know that. That being, said, yes. that being said, it does sound like none of us are ready to jump to, to go out on that limb and say that we think Tom Brady's done. I think we're gonna wait. And I do want to note that I think so. If you're if you're a betting listener, um, every year I say, well, he's done, and uh, and I'm even being you know hesitant. So if you're a betting listener, maybe bet against. The I Patriots, did also read the, the, right, Buccaneers. the Buccaneers. Holy cow. <laughs> <laughs> I did also read going back to to Dad's stat. I can't remember exactly what it was, but Tampa Bay was the underdog in this game, and it was the first time they've been an underdog in a regular season game. Or Tom Brady's been an underdog in a regular season game in like fourteen years, so it's been a while. Um, oh, let's man. go back to, or I think it was like six sixty games. But anyway, next headline um, looks like one headline that's following right over from last year is the NFC East still sucks. It is still terrible. <laughs> and just as everyone expected, especially us on this pod, the Washington football team is sitting alone atop the NFC East after a week. Uh, Did you say I just like we expected? Is that what you said? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, okay. I may have been trafficking in hyperbole. Yeah, <laughs> I actually thought that the Washington football team would be a little better than some were giving them credit because I just like – uh, Ron Rivera and shout out to Ron Rivera by the way did y'all see that he's one he's battling with cancer dealing with cancer and he had a planned IV at halftime so he could stay out on the sideline the whole time because he wanted like, he was taking breaks Holy between cow. chemotherapy like the dude is a straight warrior Jesus. and that's why I think players do play like I don't know if he's the smartest guy out there like he's a great defensive guy but just his guys play really hard for him I think you saw that with the Washington football team because they, that's still weird calling them the football team, but they got after Carson yeah, Wentz so all day with eight sacks. They don't have a ton of offense, but with Chase Young and they drafted, I can't remember his name off the top of my head, but they drafted the kid out of Jonathan Williams, I think, from Alabama in the first round three years ago. They got Ryan Kerrigan still. They got a lot of guys in the front seven that can get after the passer. And as we all know, when yeah. you can get after the passer without actually blitzing, it makes those corners look a lot better, even if they're no names. Uh, NFC East, what was your – I'm sure I know where you might go, Pops, because I know who are the, are the team we root for in that division. 
What was your thoughts after uh, an abysmal week for most of that division? Well, I, I, you talk about getting rushing the passer really makes a difference. Well, let me introduce you to one named Aaron Donald, who was in the backfield of the Dallas Cowboys all night long. Did, do you know, uh, did he get to start out behind the line of scrimmage or was he, did he have to go through him? Because it was, it was like Madden, but they turned rules yeah. off, right? Yeah. yeah. Oh, he was, he, he is an absolute stud. He is unstoppable. And, and, you know, I think the Dallas offense looked okay. Their defense, I have some concerns. Now, Vanderish is out for six weeks. Um, that's a big is blow. There just Is there a thing to where the Cowboys, like, they can only draft really good linebackers that are injury prone? I like, think is that, that's is the, that See, I was going to say that Vanderish might be uh, Sean, uh, what, Sean what's his Lee, name? Uh, Sean Lee was that for a long Sean time. Sean Lee with a mustache, yeah. Could and then be. you had you had Jalen Williams, who he's had some injury issues, too, which when we drafted him, he was injured. Like, he was coming off of significant Yeah, but Jalen Smith, right? Jalen Smith, yeah, yeah Jalen Smith. They, He's out six to eight weeks now with a broken collarbone, but yeah, injured again. Have you heard too? While I I mean, we're talking about the NFC least, but uh, Jarwin is did he tear an ACL? ACL Is he gone for the year? year? I really was looking for him to have a big year. I really was. I think that's a big loss. I think Uh, the Cowboys were too. Yeah, I agree. And it was a non-contact thing. He just cut and then went to the ground. Uh, Tough to see. Tough to see. But you know, Dallas, uh, that division, NFC East, is the only division other than the NFC South where they only have one win. Um, you know, the others have at least two or three wins, and we'll get to the best conf- or best divisions here in a minute. Um, Dallas has to win that. They are by far the most talented team in that division. Um, I think they got a little bit of – hey, that, that last call on Gallup, that offensive pass interference, if you're a Cowboys fan, they're just playing handsy. If you're an L.A. fan, it's total offensive pass interference. So I get it. I didn't really think it was – it shouldn't have come down to that, but I think Dallas had a chance to win that game, and I, I'm, I'm not ready to sign off on them. And I think they're going to win the NFC East. I just hope it's running away, not playing Philadelphia the last week of the year. Yeah, you don't think it, you know, you're, you're hoping it's not like for our eighth win in week 17. That's oh my gosh, please no. Yeah. I, I agree with uh, to, to that last play, that pass interference on Gallup. I, I know after the game, Jalen Ramsey was like, it was clear as day. It was obvious. I, of course it was passing fans. <laughs> I think if we had Jalen Ramsey behind a closed door, maybe a drink in his hand, and he and we asked him, what do you really think? He'll go, shit, I sold the hell out of it. Because he did. He did. <laughs> you were, he did. There was some handsy stuff, and you could call it, but I don't think the ref calls that at the end of the game, except for Jalen Smith or Jalen Ramsey just perfectly like acts like he got smacked in the chest or pushed. Gallup just beat him, which makes me think – if they can figure things out, that receiving core, I know it sucks losing Jarwin, but CeeDee Lamb looked really good. Oh, he did. I still like Cooper. That receiving core is nasty. It's nasty. I mean, there's a lot of potential. I I don't – the loss sucks. They should have won, but I, I'm i okay. Speaking of the, the loss, the, the fourth down call that McCarthy made, I know a lot was made last year about Garrett not going for it on fourth, and fourth down inside the red zone and kicking the field goal and playing conservative. Well, then – McCarthy does the opposite, saying that he's going with the analytics and he decided to go for it. They didn't get it. If they would have kicked the field goal there, they wouldn't have been having to throw it deep on that pass interference play. Pops, it seems like not even Cowboys fans only, just fans in general. We just, it doesn't matter what, we're going to criticize the coach if it doesn't work. I mean, what? Yep. Because yep. all the people that I saw criticize Jason Garrett for the same call kicking the field goal last year were like, why would McCarthy go for it? I'm fine with him going for yeah, it. Yeah, me they too. Didn't yeah, the only way to avoid criticism is to be <laughs> yeah, right. Exactly. And Bill Belichick's done a good job of that for most of his career. Yes. Yes. <laughs> right. Yes. Pops, I just go ahead. I, I want to hop in, though, and say how many years in a row are we going to say the Cowboys obviously have the every most year. talented roster before it stops uh, Every year. We're going to say it. Every, now, it might stop mattering sooner rather than later, but every <laughs> Every year we're going to go look at the studs all over the roster. I mean, the ro- you knew we were going to do it coming My into entire the life I've heard that. <laughs> I, as soon as someone said it, I can't remember if it was me, Pops, or Uncle Tony. I, it was said at some point in the offseason, and I instantly saw LJ's eyes roll. Not just roll, <laughs> but like to the back of his head. Like just like he couldn't, he couldn't hold it. Look like the Exorcist or something. Um, on, that fourth down play. They actually, I look back at it, uh, they ran like, and Bill Barnwell had a good little, uh, he had a good tweet where he kind of broke this all down, Bill Barnwell with ESPN, but they, they ran a mesh play where the Cowboys tied in, who it would have been Jarwin, but instead it was the rookie backup Schultz, and CeeDee Lamb are going to cross, and Lamb's going to go underneath them, but be above the sticks and catch it, and they're hoping for like mm. a, some sort of screen 
or the zone gets confused. Well, Schultz ran it right at the sticks, and Lamb's supposed to go underneath them, like he, and so he, and he did, did. But, but then he was a short. yard behind the sticks. So, and I, I actually really liked after the game, Lamb talked about it, and the rookie was like, ah, "I should have been at the sticks. That was my fault. I should have been there. We'll be better next time." I like that he didn't call anybody out and just was like, "It happens," because that stuff will happen. And I think the Cowboys are the better team. They had a lot of penalties again. There's the Cowboys for you. It looked a little undisciplined. We've said that before. I think they'll be fine. I like the pass rush they were able to get. I think this game said more about we. the Rams are good. The Rams, the Rams had a bad good. year last Absolutely. year. They were just in the Super Bowl two years ago, and they had awful offensive line play. And I thought Sunday night their offensive line held up to what against to what, for me, the Cowboys' defensive line is going to be the best part about that defense, which defense is struggling on the back end. They're, they get pressure. Alden Smith looked really good yes, after five years of not playing football. I hope he can stay – you know, clean and healthy. There was one part where Collins, Collins were, uh, there's been, it's clear that Adam Smith had some drinking issues in his past and Collins, where they yeah. showed a clip and Collins was like, he's just drinking it all in. He's happy to be on the field. And I was like, oh, Collins, you know, I get what you're, there's other, other ways you could have said it. Um, oh, hey, I do want to, one more thing ahead, on that game. Um, SoFi Stadium. Oh my God. Was that not a palace? It was – see, I thought Collinsworth did – I thought Collinsworth did a good job in the game. I'm one of the few – actually, I think you do too. A lot of people hate Chris Collinsworth. Oh, I, I actually like, like him. Yeah. I think he does a good job. But yeah. he was – I he might have needed to change his trousers after that, after seeing that stadium <laughs> because he could not stop talking about that palace, which you're right, Pops. It is oh. really cool. You know, and who's floating the note on that? Because you know they expected to have 100,000 fans in there buying beers and hot dogs, and they oh, didn't. The, the, uh, the people of L.A. And apparently uh, Gronky or Cronky is like one of the richest. He might, I think he's the richest yeah. owner in the NFL. Yeah. That no one even yeah, knows. Yeah, you him, get really. really rich by being a dickwad, and he's one of them. So. <laughs> it does seem to help for whatever well, reason. He built the hell of a stadium. I'm just telling. That thing is. Uh, yeah, that's a fact. I love how Jerry Jones like seemed like he took credit for building that stadium, yeah. when he is not putting the bill at all. Yeah. He's up there like in the press box. I think he's in Cronky's press box, and they showed him way more than they showed Cronky. <laughs> and Jerry Jones like, I didn't pay a dime, but I'm going to get all the credit. Uh, the reason I'm not too upset about that Cowboys loss, Pops, is just because it wasn't the worst loss in the division. The Eagles do get credit for the worst loss in that division. They had it rolling, racing out to a 17-0 lead midway through the second quarter. Mm-hmm. And Wentz specifically was ball. If you're – for the Wentz believers and Wentz haters, this was a game, a roller coaster game to say the least. With that building out to that 17-0 lead, Wentz had – 14 for 18, 182 yards, and two touchdowns. Then he finished 8 for 24, 88 yards, two interceptions, sacked eight times, and they were outscored 27 to 0, losing to the football team. Uh, wow. So it was funny. After a quarter, you saw all the Wentz believers, which Wentz is one of those guys, kind of like Dak to me, but Wentz more specifically because he didn't actually win the Super Bowl, Foles did, where you either think he's awesome and MVP caliber, or you think he's way overrated. There's no like, he's solid. There's not yeah. very many people in the he's solid camp. Yeah, I think right. I fall in the he's solid. He can make some plays, but he also makes some mistakes. Yeah. But that loss and the Eagles look like they're already banged up again. They can't protect. I'm a little, I think the Cowboys, to me, still their division to win. I think they might win it with nine wins, which doesn't say a whole lot. But it's the worst division in football, I think, once again. Because the Giants, the Giants suck. <laughs> They're terrible. I don't know. I thought the Giants looked pretty good for a rookie head coach. I mean, I think, I think actually this might be a good time to throw out our first lock of the week for betonline.ag. I'm buying the Giants next week, 100%. And I'll tell you why. The reason is, is because uh, Daniel Jones was playing against probably the best big uglies on defense that you can play up against. I like And still made made really good decisions under pressure every now and then made a mistake, but overall they've got a great team. Uh, Saquon Barkley, that was not normal. Um, that's not how that's going to go for the rest of the year. I think that's a good football team. Okay. It's going to play good football. I do too, so, yeah. Daniel Jones plus looks five and a half. Good. Yeah. Plus five and a half next week going against the bears who the bears should have lost. They should have lost. lost to the Lions. Yep. Yeah. The Lions gave them that game. All right, I kind of like that. I like the, the the Giants. I will say the reason I I shit on the Giants a little bit is just because the stat I saw 
Because fuck the well, Giants. That, mainly that. <laughs> but they now have the worst record in the NFL over the last three seasons, and that stretch includes the Browns going 0-16 one year. That, that stat <laughs> just is great for, oh. for a division rival. But I actually – I can agree to an extent. Saquon Barkley got nine yards. He was outrushed by Ben Roethlisberger in this game. I yeah. can't believe that's a true Bye. stat. But old man, that'll get yeah. better. And Jones didn't look incompetent. You know, he looked all right. And the big thing to me is he didn't turn the ball over. He didn't fumble or throw picks, which he did a lot of last year. Also, did ESPN know that Joe Judge is the head coach, not Jason Garrett? Yeah. They showed Jason Garrett over and over again. And Judge, I don't, I'm not even 100% sure what Joe Judge looks like. I, nor am I. You're right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, before we move on, that game, the co- the Herb Street and Fowler calling that game, the college guys, they did a really good job. I thought they were fantastic calling that game. It was cool to hear the college guys in a pro game for me. Sure. I thought yeah, they yeah. did as least as good a job as the Monday Night Football crew, personally. Yeah, and, and we'll, we'll, I think we'll get into that a little bit because that was the Broncos. But uh, we'll, we'll go there. Uh, That's my overreaction. <laughs> <laughs> Who would have thunk it? All right, moving on to the next headline we got. Uh, what is so we just talked about the worst division with the NFC least probably. Who is the best division in football, pops? Well, I'd say after it's, one week, it's between two: the AFC West and the NFC West. Both have three and one records after week one. So, you know, this was a tough call for me because you've got Kansas City in the AFC West. But I think they're good. You also have the Chargers, <laughs> the Raiders, and the Broncos. And the Broncos, I'm a little worried about the Broncos, Yeah, We'll talk about that in a minute. So yeah, I'm going to go up. with the NFC West, which has Arizona, a surprise winner over San Francisco, Seattle, who's good, the L.A. Rams. You know, I do think Dallas should have won that game, but they looked good. They're a solid football team, and San Francisco will play better. I mean, they just didn't have a great game. Yeah. So I think right now the yeah. NFC West is the best uh, division out there. I mean, just to jump in, you're spitting facts. I have no disagreement with anything you said. Well, so then this uh, conversation won't last too long because, yeah, that division, <laughs> the the Cardinals were kind of the, the sexy pick going into the year. Like people, oh, could Kyler Murray have the Lamar Jackson year, second-year player, uh, Kingsbury. They traded for DeAndre Hopkins, yeah. all this stuff. I was more impressed. The offense is good. I think the offense will be good. Mm-hmm. Kyler Murray will be good. Yeah, The defense – was solid. Like they weren't bad. Like I don't. They're not going to be some top five defense going down the stretch. But they don't have to be. I don't think because I think that offense will put up. I agree. Twenty five plus. Uh, we need to come up with some sort of award for like the the Russell Wilson Award of the Week. Although he'll probably win it. No one like everyone's talking about Aaron <laughs> Rodgers. The MVP about of the week. If you look at his stat line, yeah, what what <laughs> well, it's just weird to me. Everyone's going to talk about other people's stats, and then if you look at Russell Wilson. He had just as many touchdowns as he did in completions. The dude went off. Yeah. 31 I think you're right for 35, 322 yards, four TDs. Good. And God. some of those throws, <laughs> I, I, he just does it all the time. Some of those throws are just gorgeous. They're just yeah, beautiful. And he can run around. I, I really like watching Russell Wilson play. I wish I had a, He's good at the a football fantasy football. Thing. I wish I had some some stock in him, but we don't. Um, yeah. yeah, I agree, Dad. That, that division – I agree with both of y'all. That it's just that's not much of a, con- a conversation. Um, moving on, and actually, I will stay in that division for mine. We're going to go to who is feeling best of this, feeling the best coming out of week one. You can go a team or a player. I am going to go with DeAndre Hopkins because oh, not only yes, did he get answer. to see his team lose on primetime television with the Texans because they don't have good enough receivers. Yeah, because <laughs> they're kind of avoid at receivers, but then. Which I think this was part of the game plan because they were like, we're going to let Hopkins eat this game. So we're going to target him a ton. But So they targeted him 16 times. Well, it pays off when you have a great receiver. He caught 14 of them for 151 yards. Should have, I guess not should have because he didn't get in, but almost had a touchdown, like inches away from a touchdown. Had a fantastic game. And I, I, you know, he came off that game going, yep. I lo- you, yeah. you love to see it because I think he wanted to get away from Bill O'Brien and not only did he get away, but he got to a situation where he still gets to be with a good, really young quarterback and the coach seems to really like it, which why wouldn't you like having arguably the best receiver in football? And side yeah. note, I know the Bill O'Brien bash hate always goes out, but there's when you're going to trade a star player, like when Belichick trades a guy, he trades him when he knows they're over the hump. You don't trade a star receiver in his prime. In his prime, yeah. Hmm. 
To for what a draft pick? I can't remember. For David Johnson. <laughs> oh, for David Johnson. Okay. Who, well, he did score a touchdown. I think David Johnson might pan out to be pretty good. Not DeAndre Hopkins. Still, good. I don't think he's not DeAndre Hopkins. It's a bad trait. There's no doubt. So that's who I think <laughs> wakes up feeling the best. And speaking of Hopkins, another a slight favorite just because it's on the same team. Kyler Murray. I. I love watching Kyler Murray play. He had 230 yards passing, 91 yards yeah. rushing. He really had 100 yards rushing, but he kneeled like four times at the end because they had the game won. <laughs> uh, I thought Russ was really good about not getting hit as a scrambling quarterback, but Kyler to me is next level. He ran 13 times, and per da- Daniel J- Jeremiah of NFL Network, he slid or went out of bounds on 13 of them. And the video of him, he wow. was, there's video of him being tackled, and it was one time he was pulled down by shirt. He just doesn't really get hit, and that's what you worry about with scrambling quarterbacks. That's good. And Kyler doesn't really get hit, and he's got that second gear speed that Lamar has, where like corners have an angle on him, and he just outruns them. So I mean, you keep that up, we're talking about Kyler Murray 10, 15 years yeah, from now, for sure. For sure. So, uh, and then a shout out to Fitzgerald. Just while we're while I'm talking Cardinals, there was that play right before half. We can put it in the show notes. They need they were looking to get a field goal. And they throw a ball. I can't remember who catches it. It's not Fitzgerald. I think Christian Kirk catches it. And then Fitzgerald sprints to the ball, grabs it, sprints to the center, gives it to him so they can get the spike off in time. They get it off with one second. And it was just thinking, if you let the ref do it, they weren't going to have that time. But Fitzgerald, and I'm not saying he thought about it like right then. He was already thinking that the whole time. Like, I want to be ready to grab this ball. It's just, it helps to have a guy that's not only a Hall of Famer, but a great receiver and just Just one of the smartest Football yep. players. And yeah. he's a Hall of Famer off the field. He's just a cool dude. All right. Who is yeah. feeling the best after week one for you, LJ? This can be a team or player. I guess I kind of went team. with. I went like three Cardinals. Yeah. So I guess I went team. <laughs> but who's feeling the best for you after week one? I think so. Uh, Gardner Minshew already has the happiest life. Uh, there's something going on in his brain. He just, I would like to be, we were talking about being Lenny Kravitz, being Gardner Minshew better. <laughs> and I think he called all of his uh, wide receiver friends and asked why they were celebrating without him. And uh, and now he's in like he is in the group. And uh, I just think he's feeling really good tonight. Not after missing all those victory dances, but I like Gardner Minshew as a happy man tonight. It's kind of a joke answer, but it's my. Yeah, well, I mean, that was the team that everyone was already penciling Trevor Lawrence to the Jaguars. They were tanking because they've traded everybody, it seems like. And Gardner Minshew is just like, eh. Let's, let's hold off on that tank and stuff. He was really good. Like, give him some credit. He was a solid. He played a really good game and yeah. ruined a lot. Well, he of, threw like two, three incompletions. I was, was going like to look it up, but I think it was, I think he went 18 for 20 or something, 19 for 21. Wow. I think he threw two incompletions, which there were a lot of short stuff, but hey, he didn't need to, he won the game. That's, he won on the scoreboard, which yeah. is where it matters. It's, a, yeah, it's about that one number. That's the only one that really yeah. matters. Um, he, he, he might be feeling the best of the week. I tell you, LJ, people who aren't feeling good this week are the tons of people that pick the Colts and survivor pools. <laughs> That's um, me. That's me. I We have, in my survivor pool, half the people in the pool took the Colts. So half of them are out. Oh, I got a text. Man. I'm going to go ahead and say his name because it was hilarious. But Justin Owens texted me afterwards like, how the F do you lose to a guy named Gardner? <laughs> <laughs> so... Uh, don't fuck with the Gardner stick. <laughs> yeah. I'm just saying. So yeah, Gardner's probably, I think Gardner feels good every morning. He just wakes up feeling like yeah. he just seems like a fun guy, but yeah. I, especially after, after that week one performance pops, who do you got? Mm-hmm. You know, there's a guy up in green Bay that wears number 12 that, you know, they took a oh, backup yeah? quarterback, you know, already last year, didn't give him any <laughs> receiver help. So what does he do on week one? Well, he goes out and goes 32 <laughs> for do? 44 for 364 yards and four, count them, four TDs. And they weren't just touchdowns. Yeah. Like a couple of those Devontae Adams were. <laughs> that one to Devontae Adams. Oh, yeah, right on the sideline. Beautiful throw. Beautiful throw. That uh, was one of those throws that only like maybe Russell Wilson and Mahomes make. Like that was one of those rare you, throws you, you don't You count them on often. one hand and have fingers left over when you count the <laughs> yeah. guys that can do that. <laughs> and I think Aaron Rodgers said, you know, hey, don't forget that I'm a pretty damn good quarterback and he has to feel good about his performance and his team. You're right about team. that. And oh, You're by the way, you know, I bet while he was drinking his scotch as on Sunday night, he probably didn't hate to see Mike McCarthy lose in primetime no. television either. <laughs> probably not. <laughs> probably not. It was a good day yeah, to he be was, Aaron Rodgers. He was a close segment. I think I think it's a good day of most days to be Aaron Rodgers. But yes, I think he was extreme. And he just balled out. I, I wonder, I actually heard Trent Dilfer talk about this, Pops. 
So he said that he thought the Packers drafted Jordan Love, one, because they like him, but two, it was like a way to try to get – when you have those great players and they've done it all, you need to, to fi- find a way to get extra motivation. And they he thinks that they did it – he said 100% they did that. They drafted him because they knew it would spark Aaron Rodgers. And so far, it looks to have worked. Because well, we had a boy then. Good job. Yeah. Pretty, pretty good. And it was against a division rival, which makes it even <laughs> yeah. better. So – uh, moving on, thoughts now. Obviously, it's it's weird throughout the sports world with either no fans or a very minimal amount of fans. Uh, what did you think in the games that you got to see, LJ? Uh, no fans in the in the stadium. So I mostly got highlights, to be honest okay. with you guys. And all I know is that it was actually really wow. impressive how real the fans sounded. Like there were at definitely times. some games I was I was looking at. Okay, so you might have some examples of times it was terrible. But like what when I was watching highlights, it was like the the ability for the, you know, I guess the audio engineer to to have sort of like a murmur and then have like the balls in the air sound and then have the ball was caught or the ball was dropped sound ready to go. Like it was pretty impressive. Although why? Why can't we just like watch them play football? Why do we need to fake fans? I don't understand it. I don't I don't get why we're doing it. I'm impressed by the engineering. I'm not impressed by the design choice. Well, I took it. Just to play devil's advocate a little bit, I think what you're hearing is what the, they, they pipe that into the stadium as well. It's to give a little bit of noise for Why? the players. So it's not just a quiet to like give a, a sense of home field advantage, I think, is the idea. But okay. I don't know. I agree. It's it's weird. I thought I I don't know. There was a lot of times where I and I watched most of the games on Sunday live, and so like there was times where the all of a sudden, the crowd's cheering, and you're like, "What, what happened? It's a dead ball. It's an incomplete pass. Like, why, why, why did they, why do they pipe it up okay. a little more? Why do they pipe it down here? I just think some get it, some don't. Why do we need someone controlling? Can't they make like an algorithm or something like on incomplete well, passes? I mean, they do this on penalties. They do this. I'll just. Well, first off, not to, not you, that I like, want to take a job uh, away from somebody because we already know yeah. plenty of jobs have been taken away already <laughs> by algorithms specifically, but uh, and COVID. Um, well, <laughs> um, but uh, but but I think it's a little bit harder than that, because I think like you have to have like basically what I imagine they've got in front of them. Somebody sitting there with like a, an Ableton board where they've got 16 buttons that they can hit and then they've got like a standard droning sound. And then when you hit this button, that is like an excitement level of one. And that's an excitement level of two, an excitement level of three. And you've got to make that decision quick. You do immediately. Yeah. And, and the reason I don't think it can be an algorithm is because how do you quantify specifically the idea of, you know, uh, uh, you know, it, well, it's just it's just really hard because a lot of it's emotional, right? Because humans are emotional and that's why we yell when things. Yeah. Happen. And I guess if you and just do an incomplete would have a hard pass, time to detect if you just have like this, is yeah. what you do for incomplete pass. Sometimes there's an incomplete where no penalty was called and the home crowd would clearly think there was. And on that one, you yeah. might need LJ to hit the four button instead of the two button or something. Right. And yeah. And so I guess that's the thing to keep in mind is there's someone like me sitting back there who's making these decisions live. And sometimes they're good. Sometimes they're bad. And and so that's and sometimes they're decent enough. And, you know? also, and, and that's what you're. Yeah. Getting. And I called out like the few times I heard it be weird. It was also week one for these guys who are doing a job they've never done before. Like, yeah. They've done. To right. an extent, a job like this, obviously, but never controlling the complete crowd noise of a game. So it's a little different. Well, and the best they've had at, at this particular concept is practicing during practices, maybe, because yeah. they didn't have right. an offseason either. So. so, Pops, what did you think about it? Are you kind of, you have any differing opinions? Well, th- no, I think I'm right in line with what LJ's saying. Um, I thought this, it it, it looked, it, it, what is it? If it looks like a duck, talks like a duck, quacks like a duck, it, it looked like. It's a squirrel? It looked like. Oh, no, that's not how it goes. No, no it, Kevin, that's not how it goes. Um, but it looked and felt like football. I mean, it it really did. Yeah. I mean, it certainly was conducive to my one-hour nap, you know, so it sounded uh, very. But, but there were times also that I did love when I could hear very clearly the, the quarterback calling out a cadence and maybe making a line call and, and them talking to each other. So I, I would be a fan of, I think as LJ alluded to, maybe just let the sound be what it is. Don't let's don't fake anything, yeah. but it also throw a warning out there for parents and kids, you know, but because there might be some cursing, but yeah, let, let, it, it, be. let it be and have, have your finger on the button for the cursing or whatever. But yeah. um, so I enjoyed, I, I guess it didn't, it was weird that it seemed like it was structured noise. I know one time, I can't remember, I was doing something. One thing, by the way, I love about football is 
You can walk from one room to the other. You can take a break and you're not like missing important plot of a series or something. That's why I love football on on Sundays. Right. But it's a good watching sport. It really is. But I heard something. I, I guess I heard a sound like, uh, or a boo or something. I turned around and it was completely out of place. I mean, it, it was like you said, he <laughs> yeah. hit the wrong button or something. Um, but so it, I was indifferent to it, yeah. I, but I'd rather if given the choice, no, no piped in noise. I imagine. I oh, would say, Oh, I would say if I was a network right now, I would probably have, cause you, I mean like what CBS plays some six, seven games a week or something, or well, no, I guess it's like three, four games a week. Um, on their network uh, in different markets. So I would have like maybe two of them you do it one way and two of them you do it the other way and just see like what it feels like. Yeah, you, know? What's you the experiment early by week five. I I would bet by week five they'll have a good handle on it and we won't even, well, it'll, it'll feel like we're watching regular football and we'll even feel like the fans are reacting the way we think they should. It's just, like yeah. we said, it's week one. These guys are doing a new job and there happens to be a lot of eyes on them because people are just dying for NFL football. Well, so. Before you get off yeah. that, what about the cardboard cutouts of people? I've seen that at baseball games. You saw it at some of the football. I, that seems cockamamie BS to me. What do y'all think about that? Well, I don't know. Sometimes it's a little fun. I, and then there was a cool thing where, I, I mean, the kid's not going to see it, but it was a cool thing by the Ravens. Uh, a Ravens super fan who really loved him. He had been battling terminal cancer, passed away in the offseason. And for a whole section, they had the section of just him. It was just cardboard cutouts of Aww. him. And it was really cool. I don't. It doesn't hurt anything. To me, it, it, if anything, it adds either a little funniness or just like, eh, whatever. Okay. So I'm cool with them. Yeah. But I do. it is at times you're like, What's the point? Now, it did make for some funny pictures like back in MLB when you have these like iconic moments where every player is kneeling and doing like a movement. And then there's like a cardboard cutout of Ric Flair behind them and a Speedo. <laughs> like, it does make for a funny moment on a picture one day that's in a history book or something. Uh, before I want to get to overreactions, but before we do that, I do think we probably should give a shout out. And it is worth the headline uh, that Cam Newton and the Patriots look pretty good. Yeah. I mean, they... Yeah, 21-11 is not a crazy big win, but the offense that looked like far different than anything we saw with Tom Brady. Like they were running like design quarterback runs. And for Cam to run, what, 15 times? I would yeah. say that means he's healthy, right? When's the last time Tom Brady yeah. was the leading rusher of any football game? <laughs> Ever. I saw the, the last time that a quarterback had like 50 yards plus rushing in a Patriots game was like, I think his name was like Steve Grogan or something in 1979 or 80. Yeah. I remember a long, long time, long time ago, but yeah, I thought that was an interesting game. I don't think the Patriots are studs, but they'll be a a, a solid team. I don't think they're like, they're, they're going to Cam went 15 for 19, 150 yards, 15 carries for 75 yards. And they, the team ran the ball real well. They're just not going to screw up, which, of course, it's New England. That's kind of what they do. Mm-hmm. And Cam seems like he's buying into it, which, why wouldn't you? I think Josh McDaniels is going to draw up an offense that is completely predicated on whatever Cam does best. And I think... Well, and and I think to that, too, it's... you. We were talking... I defended Tom Brady on saying, look, he's learning a new playbook. And Cam Newton is, too. Um, So he deserves some praise yeah. as much as Tom Brady deserves a little bit of hesitation on the... Learning the a brand new playbook and new pl- and new teammates, just like Tom Brady. So yep. yeah, you're yep. totally right, yep. LJ. Uh, that was a there, there was a the incident at the end of the game where apparently he was upset with the Dolphins. They were like yanking at his chain. Supposedly we got a keep like a keep to leave. Yeah, coming literally, back. not figuratively. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yanking at his chain around his neck. They were grabbing at the the chain necklace around his neck. Um, I I would just say uh, it. It takes some it takes some balls to to reach after a, a necklace on on Cameron Newton. I mean that is a large man. That is a big old fella. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and uh, speaking of balls, I want to tell you about our friends over at Manscaped. <laughs> 2020 has been the year of things happening that are completely out of your control. But there's one thing you can control, and that is shaving your bush. Our sponsors at Manscaped are here to remind you to do so. When was I mean? No one likes it when you when you're you're trying to do a little cleaning up and you get a little nick or tug or you might even draw some blood. That's just that's bad. That's just bad. There's no there's no there's no way around it. But the land the Manscaped Lawnmower 3.0 is a premium electric trimmer that is designed to give you the confidence boost through body image, all while not giving you any of those nicks and tugs. Their ceramic blade and skin safe technology are designed to reduce all of that. 
on the fellas down low. The lawnmower 3.0 is also waterproof and comes with an LED light so you can manscape in the shower, in the dark, or in a dark shower, whatever floats your boat. For how, <laughs> how long could you do that for? Well, interesting you would ask. The battery lasts up to 90 minutes, so it could be wow. multiple shaves or it it maybe it's been a long time since you've taken care of some landscape or manscaping. So that, that'll help you out. And they also just released their Shears 2.0 nail kit. The Shears 2.0 is a luxurious four-piece nail kit featuring tempered stainless steel tools and tempered. it includes tip tweezers, rounded point scissors, fingernail clippers that pops. I know you're a connoisseur of good fingernail clippers. Yes, I am. And a medium grit nail file. The Shears 2.0 nail kit allows you to pluck your eyebrows, trim your nails in style. On their website, (laughs) you'll also find the Crop Preserver, an anti-chafing ball deodorant and moisturizer. This will help you tame the summer swamp ass with natural (laughs) hydrators and antioxidants. You'll also find the Crop Reviver, a testy toner that's like having cologne that is designed for your balls. We won't judge you if we catch you sniffing yourself. Well, I will judge you. This That was part of the ad. Yeah. I will yeah. judge you if I catch you sniffing yourself. <laughs> if you yourself. sniff yourself, I don't want to know or see it. Just do yeah. it. <laughs> do that in the confines of your own home with uh, hopefully no one around you. Right now, go to manscaped.com and check out some of these life-changing products. In fact, listeners to this show will get 20% off plus free shipping with the code armchair at manscaped.com. That's 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com and use the code armchair, A-R-M-C-H-A-I-R. It's time to grab 2020 by the horns by shaving that front <laughs> trunk. <laughs> oh, Lord. And I got a question for you guys. Oh, yeah, wait, wait, wait. I got a question. Um, would you listen to a band called Summer Swamp Ass? That, yeah, yeah, that, yeah. I would I'll give them a try. I would give them a try. You're damn right. I think that's a good band name. Summer yeah. Swamp All right, go on. <laughs> All right, we're going to get to overreactions, but first we have to give you our betonline.ag lock of the week. LJ, are we still sticking with what you, you gave us? A- yeah, I'm picking the Giants. I'm picking the Giants over the Bears at, uh, at plus five and plus a half. Plus five and sure. a half. It's a, a noon game, so you, you can get some action on it early. Giants over the Bears. Pops, do you have one yet, or do you want me to go first? No, I have a lock. Uh, it is Tampa Bay over Carolina. <laughs> they're going to come back with a vengeance and kick that Carolina ass, and they're going to win. Big spread. They're looking at minus nine and a half. They're nine and a half point favorites. Wow. So they have to bet it with the spread? Oh, well, anyway, That's, yes. That, well, yeah, yeah. We're, we're on bet online. <laughs> we're taking it. With the spread. <laughs> okay. Well, I thought it was, yeah, pick them. There, do it. All right, and my lock of the week is going to be right now. This line is probably will move, but the Rams are a point favorite over the Eagles. We just I thought about that. We too. just That's saw absurd. the Eagles have a lot of trouble That's protecting absurd. Carson Wentz, and I think our dad didn't you mention some guy on the defensive line for the Rams that might be good at football? Uh, what's that guy's name? Uh, Aaron Donald, I think maybe. No, no, no I think Chico he goes Donald. by Defensive Player of the Year. I think that's what he goes <laughs> by. So. Depoy, yeah. Depoy. So we got the locks of the week. Just to recap, we got the Rams minus one over the Eagles. We got the Giants to cover plus five and a half against the Bears, and then we have can't find the, oh Tampa Bay. Nine and a half point favorites over the Carolina wow. Panthers. I, I actually, I, I don't mind that. I like it. It's a I bigger spread than I thought it was, but okay. yeah. yeah, but that's still probably reasonable. I, I agree. I agree. All right. Do with that information what you will, listeners. Let's get to against the it all. overreaction of the week. It's a team that I know LJ's probably, well, I think I know where you're going with this, but LJ, we'll start with you. What's your overreaction of week one? So I think uh, two years ago, somebody talked to Vic Fangio and they said, hey, you can be like Wade Phillips, who's a great coordinator and a bad coach. Or you can be like Andy Reid, who's a great coach with bad clock management. And he's like, can I just take the worst sides of that? <laughs> um, well, dude, he's and, doing uh, a damn good job. I know he's he's completing his goals. He's living his dream. I I mean, I think that he's got the potential to be a good coach. I don't think it's going to be for Denver. I don't see how, I mean, with the, with the injuries that we've got, it's not like it's going to just turn around. Like this ship is slow. Um, Locke is good. Jerry Judy's clearly pretty good. Um, Noah Fant Fant is fantastic. Um, uh, There, there's some good, I mean, uh, Gordon's a good addition on that running squad. Um, I just don't see, Vic making good decisions all of last year. I don't see him making good decisions week one of this year. It might be an overreaction, but I'm kind of, I mean, I'm, and I'm also against giving coach less than three years. I'm ready to move on. Wow. Well, I already am. I'm, I'm curious, LJ, and I don't know, you might have your ear to the ground just reading more Broncos news or something, but is there possibly, 
a rule that we didn't realize where if you get if you save your timeouts, they they roll over well, to the next game, or maybe you can get like a cash <laughs> bonus for them or extra so, yeah, cheeseburger. Think, like, is there something? I think they told him that that there was one point for every yellow line under your team's name. Okay. Um, and and that was just complete misinformation. That was fake news. Um, <laughs> he needs but, to look uh, at who he's following on social media. Clearly, yeah, exactly, exactly. Because that three points would have come in handy. But uh, here we are. I just uh, don't understand. Like I the the. The Titans were, cl- and I, I know Goskowski's had trouble all game. Clearly, oh my god! He went from I saw this. He went from the most accurate kicker in NFL history to the fourth most accurate kicker in NFL history after <laughs> Monday night. Wow! That, mean, that would mean you had a bad night. Bad um, night. So I, I just, I like one of the things I love is watching highlights, and when they show a field goal kick or an extra point, it just gets me. I'm so excited every time they show it because I know it's happening. <laughs> it, it, it was a poor, poor game for him. So I get maybe thinking. Okay, well, we're just gonna bet on him missing, but you still might as well call the timeout. So if he does, you're make not gonna it, you bet on time. him missing a twenty yarder. I mean, this is it's ridiculous. It's ridiculous decision making from uh from passing on that third down when they had the ball. Like I just like run out the clock when you've got it, but then stop it when you're losing. Like <laughs> I don't understand the thought <laughs> process anywhere yes. that happened there. And I I just want to give we mentioned kicking. I do have to throw a shout out to Randy Bullock pulling it, and I hope he's not. He might be really hurt, but they get him off. Joe Burrow drives him down for a game-winning field goal. And as he kicks it, as he realizes it's going to miss, he definitely reaches for that hamstring. He may have pulled a hamstring, I don't know, but that's a classic move. Like, as soon as I shoot it and realize I airball it, I'm like, ah, damn, pop something on my elbow or something. You know, you're instantly hurt when you know you did something bad. So I hope he's not hurt bad, but that, that's got to suck. I mean, losing with a kick, losing, it just kind of sucks. Yeah. Wouldn't bit, whatever side you're on, losing to a kick or losing because you missed a kick, it does suck. It, yep. it's, it's tough. Yep. Uh, Pops, what is your – so Vic Vangio's out. That was not the first coach I thought we would be out on. I thought there was a coach in New York, not Joe Judge, that we would be out on first. But, um, Pops, what is your overreaction from week one? Well, I think it is clear that the problem in Pittsburgh was not Ben Roethlisberger. It is clear that he may be one of the very best quarterbacks of all time. (laughs) A clear first ballot Hall of Famer. Uh, Uh, Good night. LJ, you got to admit, I mean, his stat line was pretty good. 21-32, 229 yards, three touchdowns. He was on target. Uh, look, the problem was look, here's what I'll say Bell about, here's, and Brown. It wasn't Roethlisberger. No. Here's what I'll say about Ben Roethlisberger. When he has to s- decide which open blur to throw towards, he's really good at that. But when he has to, like, I, he has so many fourth quarter comebacks because he's losing for three quarters most of the time. I don't think he's a great quarterback. I think he whines a lot. I think that oh. he was on a team with other divas. LJ. But uh, he said so he had his elbow fixed last year. He said it's been bothering me for years. I've never even heard that. Here's a guy that never even talks about the pain that he's in. There's no such thing as injury. The dude complains when he has a mild headache. He plays hurt all the time and you never know. He tells you about it. You know he plays well, hurt. Know, well, LJ, we never knew he had an elbow problem. Yeah. He Come on. Behind closed doors. Oh, God. I just can't. Uh, I know this is no reaction. I know that's the bit we're doing. I can't handle oh. it. I can't handle well, it. What a guy. Think, you know, plays with pain I, all the time. What a leader. Oh, uh, God. I think there is something uh, to it. The Steelers are going to be decent. I mean, if Ben this, Roethlisberger uh, can be above average, which I think he can be for sure. If not really good, right. the Steelers defense is awesome. He looked accurate, strong, in control. He really did. Can we talk about that run, that scramble where he ran for the first down? He looked like a baby deer running. Like he was like trying to look behind him. His legs didn't look like they worked totally, and he didn't know how he was going to slide. He just kind of tumbled to the ground. I challenge you guys to find me the Ben Roethlisberger throw from last game where he put it in a tight pocket, not the one where he hit somebody that he knew was going to be open before the play was even called. I'm just well, saying, I challenge you to find I out. may go back, but I will have if we're just trying to do this before their next loss, I may have a lot of time because I think they're going to start out a good four, five, six, and oh. I mean, they're a good team. Yeah, they're a good well, team. That defense, well, that all right, animals. Yeah. I have I have my overreaction for the week, and um, I, I don't know if you guys have ever seen it. Charles Bark, there's like the, there's this meme, and it's because he started the show, and it's called, it was like it's time to have a dialogue, and it's just Charles Barkley's face. It's time to have a conversation or a dialogue about one Baker Mayfield over in Cleveland. Oh, yes, it is. Oh. They got him You're some right, weapons. Actually. They got him. He had that. They got him Odell, Jarvis, Nick Chubb, Kareem Hunt. They paid up for Austin Hooper. They got Njoku. They spent on the O line this year. 
They went and got him a head coach that's supposed to be quarterback friendly and fired Kitchens because it was apparently Kitchens' fault last year. And they lost 38 to 6. <laughs> he completed just 50% of his passes for 189 yards, a touchdown interception, and could have easily been two more interceptions that the, the Ravens just dropped. Now, the Ravens are a really good team, likely contenders for the Super Bowl, but I, I don't know. We've now had a lot more games of Baker Mayfield, Baker Mayfield not being good than we have of Baker Mayfield being good. That stat line, that stat line you just threw out there sounded like the most average quarterback from 1972. I mean, And that's, as we know, LJ, the stat lines have gotten, for most quarterbacks, have gotten much better throughout the years. Most, yeah. <laughs> I, I just think the, I, I, that's a good point. I don't know if I'm ready to like move on from Baker Mayfield. I actually saw Des Bryant. They asked Des Bryant on Twitter, which I, I know that, that we're all waiting to see what Des oh, Bryant what a, Yes, what an authority he <laughs> is. Let's hear it. <laughs> but there was someone asking, what did the Browns need to do with Odell Beckham? Did they need to trade him? Because he had like two catches for 22 yards. And there was clear at one point, I think two different times where this is the part of Odell I don't really like, where Baker Mayfield missed him on a wide open read. And you could see before he even finishes route, like as soon as he sees the ball go, he just throws his hands up. He doesn't look to block, doesn't look to do anything up. He has terrible body language. Yeah. We know he does this at times. And so they asked Des Bryant, what do they need to do? It seems like he just doesn't want to be there. And Des Bryant said they need to put Case Keenum in because Baker Mayfield doesn't know how to run an offense. And Case Keenum has shown that he can run Stefanski's offense. He did it in Minnesota. You know, I don't know. Oh, wow. I don't know. They, That's a good we point. We need to start a conversation. I would say that – I would say the best metric about Ben Roethlisberger is that he's six foot four. I'd say the best bet metric about Baker Mayfield is those State Farm commercials. Um, <laughs> I think he may now have more commercials than wins as an NFL quarterback. So <laughs> that's not the stats you want to have going into your third year. No. no. True. True. All right. Now we want to look at next week's headlines. All right. So what are we going to be talking about next Tuesday following week two? Pops, do you have one? I have one. The next week's headline will say, Cowboys blow out Atlanta in a must-win second game of the season. <laughs> woo, That's woo, the headline. Woo. Must That's the win bias alert going game. off. The bias alert, the fan <laughs> alert just, hit, just went off. Well, and the so other you thing think on game, the verge of elimination from the playoffs, week two against Atlanta, the Cowboys pull it off. And the second headline in that, the subheadline will be, they set records for most passing yards in a game because they are going to pass all over each other in that game. What wow. receivers? Okay. What receivers these guys have? Matt so, Ryan, is, is it going to be? Is it be amazing? Is it just going to be a shootout? Well, then we might have a second lock of the week. The over in that game. Let's go over one. Eight, say, what's the over for it? Fifty-two, 52 and, a and a half. Oh yeah, it's a lock. Blow out of the water. <laughs> lock. It's a lock. Let's go with it. I, I will say it did look like the the Falcons had a terrible defensive backfield as they got shredded by Russell Wilson, and the the Cowboys didn't look much better on their back half. So. Mm-hmm. I could see it. I don't know about a record-setting day, but I can see it. I hope you're right because I would like to see that offense get rolling. LJ, what do you got for next week's headline? So I think next week the headline will read, uh, Philip Rivers still got it. Um, oh, see, I, I wrote down as a possible one, does Philip Rivers need to be benched? <laughs> okay, so we'll see. We will see because here's here's my explanation that they won't go into in the article that I'm imagining. But uh, – <laughs> The dude is, okay, so he's learning a new playbook. This is the third person we've talked about with this. He's also got, what, 11 kids um, that are moving into new schools right now that yeah, may or may not be, be at home learning. Yeah, they might be doing it virtually. So um, so that's even harder. Oh, well, he parents, has his van. Imagine. He can just hang out in his van. You know, he has that He has his van, van for sure. River. <laughs> but he's probably, like, showing magic school bus on that bad boy right now. So, uh, um, but also, he was up against that front four of Pittsburgh. Or no, of uh, no, I'm sorry. He was against was, the front I, four of Jacksonville, who they traded every single yes. starter they have. You are correct. I apologize. <laughs> I'm, I'm tracking back. Um, what I was going to say was, uh, and I'll leave that in there because it's worth me being an idiot. Um, but uh, uh, so he, he did not seem to have a lot of time. He seemed to be having to get rid of the ball in about a second every single play. And so what I saw when I watched the highlights, and again, I just watched the highlights of Aaron Rodgers against the Minnesota Vikings, is that man could just stand there. He just could chill out. And Phillip Rivers is one of those players that when you give him too much time, as a Broncos fan, I know you give him too much time, he finds a way to make magic. He's a Tony Romo style player with a little bit less legs. Um, 
And so I think he's going to have a great game against Minnesota. Well, and we just saw, I, you, you just mentioned with Aaron Rodgers, we've seen Minnesota's defense get shredded by the quarterback, so they might be yeah. liable to get to get eaten up. I don't know. There was just some throws there. I wondered it last year, and I kind of thought this week might have showed me that, oh, maybe Phillip Rivers is kind of washed, but we'll see. We'll see. We'll see. We'll, see. My, we'll revisit this next week for sure. My next week's headline, and here I want to tell the lovely Hannah to close her ears. Earmuffs here. But um, <laughs> oh, no. next week's headlines is... Is Jimmy G the problem in San Fran? Mm. Oh, I, no. I don't, there was a lot of Jimmy G I saw that did not look good against. And I, think I gave credit to Arizona's defense expect- earlier, but I don't know if they're that great. And they made Jimmy G. <clears throat> that, he definitely looks overpaid at the moment. Now, okay, so this is something that we did. I, I guess I'm defensive for Hannah, so sorry <laughs> about that. Um, but, I, but like we see every year, Jimmy G has like a few games where they depend on the running game. And I mean, you know, we saw Raheem Mostert just blow out land speed records. Yeah, that, that play uh, looked so, super fast on that play. He did, and, yes. And so usually they go ahead and win those games. They didn't win this one. Makes it look pretty bad. But had they won this game, we, we would be saying, I think, Jimmy G's doing all he has to do to get by. Um, the, the the headline I would expect out of San Francisco is running back injured again, uh, because that's the storyline that always comes out of San Francisco. It does seem like they can. That is an interesting take, though. I'm I'm interested. Well, and I think it's only going to if he continues to struggle, it's only going to get more interesting, because if you remember back to the Super Bowl before and after Kyle Shanahan just didn't seem to just have a ton of like he didn't usually you hear your coach like when people question the quarterback he's like oh he's our guy we love him we love him he didn't like say he sucks by any stretch but he didn't just talk about glowingly about him I don't know if Shan- I think Shanahan thinks he can win with any quarterback and I think that's the case right now where Jimmy G I don't know if he trusts him they paid Jimmy G a lot up front so the back end of that contract yeah. is not a, as much dead money as you would think they could. I think they went after Tom Brady, and Tom Brady chose to go to Tampa. I. I don't know. Maybe. I, maybe. We'll see. Maybe. He might come out and throw for three hundred fifty yards. But who do they got? They have the Jets. So if they struggle, well, yeah, with we the won't. Jets. It, though, yeah. If they struggle with the Jets, there's a lot of conversations. To yeah, be had there. that headline <laughs> might be the, the lead for next week if they struggle with the Jets. Also, I don't remember, but if some, the line wasn't ridiculous, that would have been my lock. It was I'm minus just seven, which actually Tampa's was a lot higher because <laughs> yeah. I don't think Vegas likes Jimmy. <laughs> just, just saying. All right, all right. Um, I just to throw out, throw out a little uh, defensive Jimmy. He didn't have Debo Samuel, so I know pops. You really like Debo Samuel's, yeah. Me and too. George Kittle missed a lot of the game, and even when he came back, he didn't look like the George Kittle. That's arguably the best tight end in football. So we'll see what happens there. Yeah. All right. As we close up, I, I do. We didn't do worst of the week, but I did want to throw out. I have to me a clear and obvious who's feeling worse following this week, and it okay. is the Detroit Lions. DeAndre Swift for that drop that he had at the end of the game, where they were driving down, and he they Stafford throws him what was like I think a 15 yard touchdown, and he he catches it, and it looks like he turns around to like cut up field, but he's in the end zone. So I don't know why like. You know, they say, like, you took your eyes off the ball because you were looking to see what you were going to do next. I don't know what he was yeah. thinking about. And the worst part about it is if you go look at any draft stuff from him coming into this past draft, everyone's like, well, at least in Swift, you know you get sure hands. You got sure hands out of the backfield. He's a receiver <laughs> playing running back. And he just dropped it. I hope it doesn't define his career. I hope he just, like, gets over because I think he's a good player. But – more so, I think Matt Patricia's seat could be getting a little warm. I did per uh, Sharp Football Warren Sharp on on Twitter. He said the Lions became just the fourth team since 2006 to blow a 17 plus point lead entering the fourth quarter. Teams had been previously 779 and three mm-hmm. in that span when leading seven by 17 in in the. In the, going in the fourth quarter. It also probably would have helped to protect wow. that 17-point that, uh, lead to have Jamie Collins, maybe their best defender, who got kicked out like within three minutes of the game for headbutting an official. Yeah. <laughs> like, I, that, was that was weak. That was weak. It was a weak way to throw him out because I think he was trying to – LJ was trying to show like somebody either blocking him or running back like led with their head. And so like he went up to the official and he was talking to him, and then he puts his head down and like bumps the crown of his helmet into the official. To show him. And the official yeah. – 
And the official okay, kind of so, fought back, but the rule is you don't touch you cannot have contact with the official. My, my gut tells me that's the dumbest thing he could have chosen to do. Yeah, I mean, I, at first I saw a lot I, of people. I can't believe he's getting kicked out of that. And but I, no, you just don't touch the ref. That's just that's just stupid. that's poor critical thinking <laughs> yeah. skills right there. Is what that is. Uh, the curse of Bill Belichick. It goes to coaches. Apparently, it goes to Tom and Jimmy too. It just goes to everybody. You leave New England and it doesn't work for you. Uh. All right, I think that wraps up our NFL stuff. We'll have a lot more next week, obviously. You know we're going to have opinions. Plus, all these overreactions are going to be spot on. We're going to make a lot of money on these locks. I might just parlay all our locks into one bet. Oh, yeah. That seems like easy a good idea, right? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Easy money. <laughs> sure. Easy money. Uh, bet online can't even handle our listeners betting on these three bets. I mean, they're they're going to pay out too much. I mean, yeah, they're gonna, they're going to be they're going to be in the negative for sure. Uh before we go, I do want to I, just because we mentioned uh, other things that have happened in society when, like, you know, there's been some tragic shootings and police shootings. I want to say our thoughts and prayers to the two deputies from L.A. who were yeah. ambushed and shot by the person. I think as we're recording this, the suspect still at large. He yeah. just walked up to there. I hope I, I want things to change and I want things to change with police. And I don't like some of the power police have. But that is the furthest thing from the answer I hate to see that, that was 100 percent. it was heartbreaking to see it sucks to see i mean i've i've seen that in a movie before and it's hard to see to see real life two deputies who are working to protect the civilians to see him just get ambushed and shot and then video surface now where like the the female officer 31 year old she's a mom and wife and she has blood all over and she's helping the other officer who got shot and was bleeding out she helps him bandages him up and then calls in their location you can hear that her voice is muffled because she's been shot in the jaw. I mean, one, just the power of moms and she was yeah. amazing. And I, I hope they recover. And I just hate seeing that. And so our thoughts and prayers go out to that. I just wanted to make sure we mentioned yeah, it. Because, absolutely. hundred percent. I'm glad you said that. All right. I think that does it for this week, guys. Y'all got anything else before we get out? Roethlisberger sucks. <laughs> All, right. All of fame, baby. That'll do it. <laughs> That'll do it. Of course, you can find our show notes over at jpppod.com. Make sure to follow us on social media. Just search Just Press Play Podcast. And if you haven't already, hit that subscribe button wherever you get your podcast. We're everywhere. Just subscribe and download our episodes. And we will catch you next week, guys. Peace out. Peace. Peace.